welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today we're going to talk about, ooh, I got an interesting one here for you. I got this email slash, yeah, email slash complaint slash concern, and I read through it and I just couldn't believe what I was reading. I'm going to read this to you. In fact, I'm not even going to mention the person's name. Um, I'm just not. So I'm just going to read this and then let's talk about it. And as I'm reading it, you'll probably figure out why this would make me a little upset when it comes to selling. And I'll just call the person K. That's the name we're going to give him, K. So K says, I've been working with a retail corporation and have been selling them a software solution. The sales cycle started about three years ago. Register that. It's a a perpetual cycle. Continuous meetings, continuous quotes, endless meetings. It's a corporation that it also seems that everyone's avoiding making a decision to avoid becoming the scapegoat in case something happens, i.e. something goes wrong. How do you make something like this happen? How do you force the company to make a decision? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Where do I begin with this one? I've been working with this corporation. We've been selling them a software solution, and the sales cycle started three years ago. Three years ago. Three years ago. Kay, what have you been doing? You Three years. It's in a perpetual cycle. Now, I don't know enough about this business, and maybe, I don't know, maybe this is a, you know, a government project, military project, and, you know, it takes three years to sell a software system, I guess. But I'm just blown away by something that's taking three years, you know, to go through the system. That's not even a sales cycle. That's like a lifetime cycle right there. So let's go through some of the issues. First of all, Kay, if it's taken three years, you know, there's some bigger questions here. Why is it taking so long? I mean, there's some really big questions that need to be answered. Why is it taking three years to make a buying decision? Now again, if it's corporate, uh, you know, corporate or government bureaucracy, you know, I guess it's understandable, but it makes no sense. I mean, think about it. Even if you were to offer them the software solution, let's just say that your software solution has advanced or you know, basically evolved over the last three years. Well, that means you have to go back and kind of reevaluate whether they need certain options or whether certain features or functions need to be added or taken away. In other words, a three-year sales cycle, this is the longest I've ever heard. I mean, I've heard about a year, maybe a year and a half pushing it. But three years, uh, I mean, does the phrase walk away from the deal mean anything to you? You talk about this perpetual cycle, continuous meetings, continuous quotes, endless meetings. I mean, the amount of time and energy that has been expended on this one account has to be mind-boggling. The first question I would ask you is, how much time have you spent on this deal? How much time have you spent on this deal? How many man hours or woman hours? I mean, how many hours have you put in trying to capture this deal? Talk about meetings, talk about quotes, talk about getting together, having the conversation, maybe traveling to the location, coming back from the location, getting hotels, getting airfare, you know, uh, flights out to go visit the customer, maybe doing on-site visits. The amount of money that has been spent over the last three years has to be mind-boggling. So the cost of acquisition is already expensive. 
Now, one could probably argue that's probably the equivalent of probably what it costs to sell the actual software. I don't know. I don't know how big this software system is. But the fact that you've been going at this for three years, I have to believe that the specifications, the requirements have had to have changed over the last three years, which is why you're in this perpetual cycle. It's like the definition of insanity. You're caught in that loop. It's like Groundhog Day. It's like you keep waking up to the same nightmare called the customer. And it's three years later and you're still doing the same thing. And so, and then you ask me the question, how do you make something like this happen? You, you can't. If you haven't figured it out in three years, you probably can't. And if you're telling me that it's internal problems because people don't want to take responsibility, people don't want to basically say, hey, I want to sign on the bottom line here and I want to take responsibility, something else is going on. What else could be going on? Maybe your software solution is unstable. Maybe you've not shown them enough value to convince them that it's worth buying. Maybe they don't believe that you can actually implement this software system without causing some internal operation problems. So again, there's a lot of maybes here. The fact that they're not pulling the trigger, they're not making a decision, let's not blame the customer. See, this is one of the things that really bothers me about salespeople. When a company doesn't want to make a buying decision, we immediately say, wow, they, they don't get it. They want to cover their asses. They basically, you know, nobody wants to take responsibility. Responsibility? No, that could partially be true, but you can't control that. What you can control is what you present to the customer. Maybe you're not showing them enough value. Maybe you're not making them feel all warm and fuzzy about the actual deal, about the decision. Maybe you can take on some of that responsibility. If it doesn't work, Mr. Customer, we'll pay for X, Y, and Z. This will reduce any type of you know infringement on your, I guess, reputation if anything goes wrong. In other words, what are you doing wrong as a salesperson or as a sales team to make them feel comfortable? Maybe there isn't a big enough gain. Maybe this, the software solution you're presenting really doesn't represent a large enough gain. I've talked about this in my past podcast. Maybe if there is a gain, there isn't a sizable magnitude. And maybe the perceived effort, the amount of work that will be required to go from one software solution to another is so daunting to the customer that maybe they're thinking it's going to be too much work. So again, if you as a salesperson, you have not done your job when it comes to reducing that resistance, then you're not going to, you're not going to close it out, which is why this has been going on for three years. But then on top of that, I would say, why don't you just walk away? This can't be the only customer in, you know, in the land of Oz. I mean, there have to be other customers. Why are we spending three years with a company that can't make a decision. I would simply, you know, you know, consider walking away. I would have considered early on, not three years later. The question is, so the cost of acquisition is high. The amount of money, time, and effort you've spent on trying to close this deal is high. But also, on top of the cost of acquisition, there's the opportunity cost. You know, where could you have used all that time over the last three years and devoted it to another company that would have bought your product? See, that's the, the part people don't get. The cost of acquisition is one thing. All the meetings, all the proposals, all the follow-ups, so forth and so on. That has a cost. But then the opportunity cost doubles that because you could have taken all that time and dedicated it to a company that was willing to pull the trigger and you didn't. So the question to you would be, why didn't you walk away? 
So the third point I want to make is you need to have rules of engagement. By rules of engagement is we're going to qualify a company. And if they can't make a decision by X time, then we're simply going to walk away and move on to another opportunity. Now, I'm not saying throw away the opportunity, but you deprioritize it. You put it in, I guess, at the bottom of the queue and maybe revisit them in three months and get on with your life. But to spend three years constantly banging away at a customer, going to meetings, putting out quotes, probably RFPs, trying to do on-site visits just to really, you know, size the opportunity. The amount of money you're losing has got to be incredible. And the last question here is, how do you force the company to make a decision? You can't force a company to make a decision. Again, I get back to you. Something in your presentation, and this is what I do with companies, I teach them how to reduce that buyer resistance. When I work with companies and their presentations, what I typically find is that they're horrible presentations. They don't make the customer feel good. They're more You talk more about yourself than how you can actually help the customer. Remember, customers want to feel secure. And the bigger the ticket item, the higher the risk. And the higher the risk, the better your presentation has to be, the better your pitch, your conversation has to be. You have to reduce in the buyer's mind that that, that nagging resistance that says, what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Is this the best opportunity? Are we getting the best value for our dollar? And if you can't reduce that resistance during the conversation, you'll never be able to convince, not force, a company to make a buying decision. So my suggestion, Kay, is walk away, put it at the end of the queue, and again, a sales cycle that lasts three years is just unacceptable. Anyway, that's it for this Sales Influence Podcast. I'm sorry again for going off on a rant, but ah, this one drives me nuts. All right. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Come on, show me love. I got about maybe, I don't know, 11 or 12 ratings on iTunes, so I need a few more. So if you really like this podcast, just take a minute out of your day and, you know, leave me some feedback. All right. Also, check out my sales training website, SeminarsOnSelling.com, where you'll find great training videos for your team to help you grow your business so you can make what? More money. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care.